0: Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 72 and today we are looking at Psalm 130. We are still in our Psalms of Ascent series and today we are looking at Psalm 130. This psalm is comprised of eight short verses but they pack a punch. Let's look at them today as the psalm begins. Out of the depths of I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. The first two verses give us a picture as to what the psalmist is crying out to. In this part of the spiritual journey, the psalmist is in a place of complete desperation. You know, when we talked about when this journey begins, how we start from a place of a desperate heart, We realize we are sinful creatures that need a savior, that need God to come in and help us in our time of need. Just because that's the first step we take in this ascent closer to him doesn't mean we never have to get back to that place again. As we grow in our spiritual journey, we realize we still have problems. We still have places of absolute deep burdens. This psalmist is saying, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. I think it's interesting here, something to note. This psalm is packaged as a national psalm. So the psalmist, probably Hezekiah as what we understand, is crying out for the nation of Israel. It's not even just for his own personal sins, but for the sins of the entire nation. Oh, how we need someone to cry out for our nation. Oh, how we need someone to say, I will stand in the gap for those all around us. For the nation that needs a Savior more than anything. This psalmist is crying out, Oh, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive. Please, let hear my pleas for mercy. That's what the psalmist begins. And then verses 3 and 4 say this, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness that you may be feared. That scripture is showing us that we have sins, more sins than we realize we've committed. We have, you can't name every sin that you've ever committed. You just can't do it. You have forgotten more sins than you've remembered, right? And even deep into the depths of our minds, we sin constantly and don't even realize it. It says, if you, oh Lord, would mark out all of those, who could stand in front of you? Nobody. We would all be absolutely humiliated if all of our iniquities were marked in front of him. But then verse 4 shows that there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. That word feared is revered and awed. We would be absolutely overwhelmed. Why? Because he forgives even those things we don't even remember. That's how great this God is. That's a powerful thing. If we are going to him on behalf of the nation, which we should today, take a moment and pray for the nation. Pray that revival would come to this great nation. In verses five and six, the Bible says this, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I hope my soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. I say more than the watchman for the morning. I love verse 5 because it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word I hope. That means God's never in a hurry. We are always in a hurry. When we go to Him and pray, we say, God, fix our nation, and then we turn on the news to wait to see what the nation's fix is about to be. We say, God, help me in this sickness, and we expect that sickness to be gone the next morning. We expect God to do things quickly, but the truth is God is not in a hurry. He's doing things on his timetable. He's working for eternity. He's not just working for today. So maybe your soul needs to wait a little bit on the Lord today to know he is doing something in you. He's writing something in you that's going to affect all of eternity. The last two verses of this Psalm say, O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I love this word plentiful redemption. You know what that means? God is not broke. He has enough to redeem Israel. He has enough to take care of Israel. He's got enough to, there are nations rising up against Israel in the time of Hezekiah, and there is all kinds of problems they're facing. There's all kinds of iniquities they're facing. There's all kinds of Issues that they're facing and the Bible tells us God has enough redemption for all of it I tell people all the time when I get up and preach and I hear stories of people saying Anthony You just don't know how bad I am. You just don't know how much I've sinned and I always say the same phrase You cannot out the cross of Christ You just can't do it. He has plentiful Redemption that's the kind of redemption our God has Today, as we look at this Psalm of Ascent, at this point in our journey closer to the Lord, it is a time to cry out for those in our nation. It's time to cry out for those around us. Take on not just the iniquities in your own life, but also the sins of the nation. Have you been broken over the sins of the nation? I'm not asking if you've complained about the sins of the nation. I'm asking, have you been broken over them? From the depths of You cry to the Lord, Lord, hear my voice, let your ears be attentive, please hear my heart. There are so many problems in the world. Have you wept over the problems in the nation? Have you wept over the problems in your life? Have you wept over those things? And are you waiting on the Lord and his answer? Or are you trying to take charge? Today, I encourage you, take a few moments, pray for the nation we're to the point in our spiritual journey now by Psalm 130, our horizon is grown. We are no longer just focused on ourselves. We're no longer just focused on the church that we serve. We are now focused on the nation around us today. Let's pray for that nation.